That was Cry Tough by Alton Ellis. You're listening to the Independent News Hour on WBAI 99.5 FM. Later in the show, we're going to let you know how you can support this station and help keep its antenna beaming from the top of four Times Square in the middle of Manhattan across the New York City region. It takes a community to make community radio happen. So have your pen and paper ready for that info coming a little later in the show. But for now, we turn to our second segment where our new city council is getting down to work. It's the most diverse city council in New York City history. It's the first majorly female city council and perhaps its most ideologically progressive one as well. Last week, new council speaker Adrian Adams announced committee assignments for the 51 members, including the chairs of roughly three dozen committees. Adams and her leadership team of Diana Ayala, Selvina Brooks-Powers, and Keith Powers all hail from the establishment wing of the Democratic Party, as do members who were named to highly coveted posts leading the finance and land use committees. However, bold progressives and socialists will also lead a number of oversight committees, including Shahana Hanif at Immigration, Sandy Nurse at Sanitation and Solid Waste Management, Tiffany Caban for the Committee on Women and Gender Equity, and her fellow Democratic Socialist, Alexa Aviles, for the Public Housing Committee. That committee oversees the New York City Housing Authority, or NYCHA, which is home to more than 400,000 New Yorkers who live in more than 170,000 apartments spread across the city. NYCHA has been plagued by decades of disinvestment. In recent years, it has been targeted for a number of privatization schemes, that would supposedly help it turn around. Joining us now to talk about her vision for NYCHA and public housing in New York and how she will lead the public housing committee is Alexa Aviles. Councilmember Aviles, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much, John. It's really great to be here. Thank you for the opportunity to talk about where we are and where we're headed. Definitely. So uh, just for starters, can you talk about how you landed this assignment as uh, public housing chair and what your vision for NYCHA is. Yeah, so I, I, I guess first I should say that I'm just so honored to really take on this new role um, as a council member who has the second largest housing development um, in their district uh, with thousands of families. And as a person who has had many family members live in NYCHA themselves, I have a long history um, with public housing and know just intimately how important it is for our city and for our families. So it is really a, an honor and a huge responsibility given the magnitude of the challenges that NYCHA residents are facing and NYCHA itself. As you said in your introduction, the decades, decades long of disrepair and disinvestment is really profound. Um, so the challenges are quite significant. Um, and, you know, many residents have uh, seen representatives come and go and very little positive changes. So the stakes are really high, uh, both for me and for the residents themselves. So my, my vision really um, for NYCHA is really in earnest and in the most important way is to put the residents first and really bring them into decision-making um, tables, right, to listen truly to the residents and to partner with them in how we are going to move forward with NYCHA and really hold the agency and other city agencies accountable for how they work um, with NYCHA. So really, we are going to be looking at um, 
just doing all kinds of work. Obviously, there is a real need for some serious hearings. Um, there's a need for an audit. Um, there's, there's quite a lot of work to be done. Um, but my commitment is to obtain the repairs, honestly, that NYCHA residents deserve. They deserve to be in dignified housing. Um, and that's what we intend to do. Can you tell us a little bit, Alexa, about what NYCHA in your district that encompasses Sunset Park and Red Hook looks like? What's the public housing there? Yeah, yeah. So it is um, one of the oldest developments. Um, and again, the second largest in New York City, right? So um, unfortunately, the development is in very, very terrible shape. Uh, just recently, we went to do a walkthrough with public advocate Jumani Williams. Um, to, to see some of the conditions firsthand of many of the apartments. And what I will say is it is nothing short of appalling what people are living through. Um, everything from clear mold on walls where children are living to literally crumbling walls uh, that residents have decided, well, I'll just stuff tissue paper in it, in the holes because the water damage is so extensive. Wow. So, yeah, so the, the level of repairs and, you know, I think just one thing that's important to, to note on, on this visit is, you know, NYCHA not only is the capital um, needs really expansive, but NYCHA has also been starved operationally. So for a complex with 3000 units, you know, they, they're budgeted for eight maintenance workers, yep. six you know, six, which were hired, two who are apprentices. And when you look at the scale and the depth of the work, it is truly running from one crisis to the next without ever any time of actually doing something proactively. Um, it needs significant operational resources to hire, you know, the amount of workers that this, this complex needs, that public housing complexes across the city um, demand and deserve. Now, the the trend in recent years uh, with the city has been to move toward uh, privatizing uh, the management of NYCHA facilities with programs like uh, RAD, Rental Assistance Demonstration. Uh, can you talk about that? It, 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 has that been effective or has that been overhyped and do you feel we need to go in a different direction? Yeah, so I guess, you know, it's always important to start with, you know, I believe public housing is public good and a human right, right? And, you know, one of our city's greatest assets. Um, I don't believe in privatization. We've seen that, you know, the private market hasn't fixed anything in terms of providing dignified housing for working class and poor people. Um, so in terms of, you know, specifically moving units into Rad Pact, um, you know, the disinvestment over the years, which have been clear policy um, decisions uh, over many administrations and deprioritization of public housing has put tenants in, a, in an untenable situation to choose the potential of them ultimately getting pushed out under private management, um, then have the protections that they have under the public housing um, guidelines. So what we've seen, you know, we have there, we've seen that in fact, some um, developments under public management have higher rates of eviction. You mean so under there private is a, management? 
under private management, yes, excuse me, um, under private management, see, you know, higher rates of eviction. So, you know, one of the things that we need to do is um, we've also, I've also heard residents talk about also shoddy conditions um, under private management as well. Um, so it doesn't seem to have been the fix, uh, the miracle fix that I think was being proposed to tenants. Um, I think this is something we need to really look deeply into, but I think we need to protect and preserve public housing from, from private management. Even, I mean, something as, as you know, significant as NYCHA's um, waste management, um, the level of waste, you know, throughout the campuses, I know in Red Hook, it is an ongoing persistent issue where you have, you know, literally mounds of, of construction debris and trash on a sidewalk with workers who have a broom and a small little truck. Like the, the agency doesn't even have adequate equipment, right, to handle the level of, of waste um, that is coming out of the development. It, it really is really astounding when you think about it. Um, we just on Martin Luther King um, birthday this weekend, we were in NYCHA doing a cleanup and you know, the level of, of waste everywhere, the trash was unbelievable. And the workers, you know, they were they were trying their best to to do the best job they could, which, you know, with with completely inadequate equipment um, to deal with the scale and scope of the trash that was, you know, there. Um, talk a little bit uh, more about your vision for a tenant-led NYCHA. Um, many, ten many NYCHA tenant associations have low member participation and are essentially fronts for political po machines not and aren't connected to the lives of, of, of the majority of the actual residents who live there. So, so talk about um, yeah. tenant-led NYCHA. Yeah, so, you know, I think that that's true in many developments, but it is also true that there are many developments that have dynamic tenant leaders that have been, you know, fighting this good fight for a very long time and could tell you all the tricks of the trade in terms of, you know, the agency and changing administrators and, um, you know, the games that are really played with people's lives. So, you know, I think under that vein, right, it is really lifting up those leaders and continuing to bring in more leaders. Um, you know, recently I observed even, you know, tenant elections and, and how that process was done in NYCHA. And I will say um, in the most generous terms, it had a, has a lot to be desired. Um, so I think we really want to try to continue to engage residents um, to help them understand, you know, the stakes and to give them opportunities for engagement. I think it is pretty clear that um, a flyer doesn't mean that um, it is appropriate tenant engagement, right? It doesn't mean that there's a real entry point. Appropriate engagement means you're actually on the ground talking to residents um, and truly engaging with them. So I think we're gonna both use our committee, certainly our office, certainly our networks to continue working with the many advocacy groups, tenant-led um, advocacy organizations um, and groups to keep pushing forward on the importance of tenant engagement and being resident-led because no one, you know, um, no one has that urgency. 
unlike the tenants who are experiencing this situation on a day-to-day basis. Um, so it's really important to support that and encourage it and continue to take the lead of the residents. Right. And um, uh, before, uh, I guess one more, one more NYCHA question before we pivot here at the end of the interview. Uh, you're, of course, a member of the Democratic Socialists of America, and I, I know it has a, a, a fairly uh, large and active uh, NYCHA uh, working group. Uh, how much will you be also interacting uh, with uh, with folks at, at, D, at your political organization, DSA, around uh, uh, NYCHA policy? Yeah, thank you for the question. Listen, my my, I'm very excited that so many of my comrades, right, we we all understand um, public housing is, you know, is socialist housing policy, right? Um, and it is such an important public good that we all need to throw down to protect. So I'm just really excited and hoping to engage as many as my as many of my comrades, right? Both who are public housing res- residents and some who are not around how do they support um, a resident-led movement um, to fight for public housing to make sure that is preserved and expanded. I mean, you mentioned, you know, it's a 10-year wait. Um, there are hundreds of thousands of people in New York City uh, that would need public housing if it were afforded. I, w- I would probably venture to say even more than that. Um, you know, there is very little housing opportunity in the city uh, for working class folks and for poor people at that. Before we have to, before we have to go here, can you uh, uh, I guess give us a quick update on uh, what else you've been uh, up to uh, uh, during your first month on the job? Oh, much of nothing. Uh, <laughs> we've been staffing up, uh, which I'm very excited. We were fully staffed. I uh, have a great team. We have we have seen probably o- over probably 200 constituent cases. We're participating in participatory budgeting. Um, I've been appointed to several other committees, um, education, economic development, um, housing and buildings, uh, youth, and to a special task force on fire prevention related to uh, the Twin Parks fire in the Bronx. Uh, Our district has also experienced a number of fires. Um, And so this is a really critical issue. And with power outages in NYCHA, this all connects um, so fire prevention and safety is going to be really critical. Um, yeah, so that's just a little bit of what we've been up to. Um, certainly more to come, but meeting with our you know, constituents, with local organizations, discretionary funding uh, opportunity is open. So we've been doing a great deal of that, getting ready for budget fights. And, uh, and also, you know, meeting with our colleagues to figure out how we are going to move forward you know, this year, how we're going to align um, our policy asks and our visions and, and where there are intersections across committees. So, Alexa, as an outsider coming into city government for the first time, what have you learned about being in this new role that maybe you didn't anticipate ahead of time? Oh, great question. Um, I guess, I guess a couple of things, right? It's, it's uh, relationship building is critical. I've known that, I guess, in all of my life, but it certainly is the case that it is really important to build relationships with your colleagues. 
um, that can withstand the hard conversations, the tensions, um, the differences in political ideologies that, you know, obviously emerge. Um, and also just, you know, a whole new set of lingo that and bureaucracy that was like, oh, wow. Um, you know, getting, getting a law passed is so much more complicated than uh, one could ever imagine in, in any form. Um, because there are a lot of systems that have been created and some of which I will say don't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, and we hope to tackle some, some of that reform in terms of process, right? There's, there's a very clear culture uh, that I think doesn't often serve us well. So mm -hmm. I think we'll be, we'll be uh, doing a lot of work on, on many different levels, many different dimensions, uh, interpersonally, culturally, systemically, all of it. Uh, it's been a learning curve. Great. Well, we thank you for taking the uh, time to, uh, today to talk with us. Uh, Council member Alexa Aviles uh, represents uh, District 38 in Sunset Park in Red Hook. Thank you so much. It's always a joy to talk to you. Great. We look forward to having you back with us in the future. Thank you. Well, okay, thank so you both. You bet. So uh, we'll be back with more after this short break. <laughs> 